Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Uh, it's News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, just, Fox News is all over this right now. And uh, uh, it's about Title 42 ending and I think about a couple of weeks. Uh, a Trump-era policy that allowed you to send people crossing the border illegally directly back home or back to Mexico or whatever the hell. And you, you've got a, a whole bunch of folks who are just sitting on the border waiting for this thing to happen. Uh, which is going to bring us about, I think, 500000 a month, which means a million every two months, which means the illegal immigration problem and all the uh, human wreckage that goes with it, like fentanyl and cartel violence and all that happy crap, uh, uh, you know, kicks into high gear. And I, I didn't see this yesterday because I... I First off, yesterday was a big old nap day for me. I spent most of the day, the, the day unconscious. And to be frank with you, I don't really go out of my way anymore to watch the White House press briefings because they're meaningless. Uh, this Jean-Pierre Clouseau chick is just... She not, only, she not only lies, but she also really, really sucks at her job. Remember the other day when she was calling them Nobel, Nobel Prizes? We got a bunch of Nobel Prize. Well, she's not going to win any any Nobel Prizes after yesterday's performance, and Fox is all over this, obviously, as well. I don't know if it's getting reported by the other folks very much. Uh, but Peter Doocy. And remember how we used to think that Peter and Jen Psaki secretly had a thing for each other? You know, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm still saying that 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 I still might that might have been true. I, I have no idea. This is all pure conjecture on my part. But they always look like they secretly were hooking up at like a like a Drury in, in Georgetown. You know what I mean? Uh, Corinne Jean Pierre hates his living guts, and I don't think he thinks much of her either. And the reason Karine Jean Clouseau, Cousteau, Baguette, whatever the hell her name is, despises Peter Do Jen Psaki was at least good at her job. Her job was lying, to be sure, but at least Jen Psaki was good at it. You'd never hear something as dumbass as Nobel Prize come out of her mouth, okay? Uh, Jean-Pierre uh, uh, Clouseau despises Peter Ducey because on a daily basis he really shows her to be the idiot that she is, who is not even qualified for her job. If, if you, I, I submit to you, if you were the uh, press person for a- anything, let's say local fire department, let's say mayor's office, let's say... You know, you're 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 the face of a of a company, and so whenever there's something that happens, you have to go. You're the one who talks to the papers and all that stuff. And you said Nobel prizes, you would be canned. You'd be out of a job. Doing what I do, if I on a routine basis went on the air and mispronounced things like Nobel prizes, I'd be out of a freaking job. <laughs> but maybe I just hate black women. I don't know. Oh, wait, she's a lesbian, too, right? Maybe I just hate black lesbian women. I I don't know. But, you know, it's at the point where she just outright lies. Uh, Peter Ducey asks her, he's he's bringing up uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, uh, asking Biden to go to the border with him. Uh, Hey, why don't you come visit the border with me? The actual question from from uh, from Peter Ducey, we know the president's never been down to the border. The possible next speaker says that he wants Biden to go with him. So is he going to? 
And I watched the video briefly uh, during the break there. She, she, la- she laughs. <laughs> she laughs at him. And then in a very condescending way says, he's been there, he's been to the border, and since he took office, Mr. Man. Of course, we, we, we know that he hasn't. I mean, you don't have to be Peter Ducey to know that he, he, he has not been there at all. Dan Crenshaw, uh, President Biden has not been to the border. Um, Andy Biggs, Arizona, categorically false. He has never stopped at the southern border in his entire career. Um, a guy from the Washington Examiner, John Dunleavy, uh, wrote, the only time Biden has conceivably been to the border was, and Trey had mentioned this on where in Rima, was during a very brief 2008 drive-by when he landed at El Paso Airport and rode in a motorcade to the suburb of Las Cruces. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, with the route there hugging the U.S.-Mexico border for a few minutes. Even Jen Psaki who we used to call Sacky full of crappy, uh, told reporters that he uh, was on a drive-by in 2008. Uh, he, he's absolutely not been to the border, and, and you know why. It's, a, it's the same reason that Joe Biden w- won't even breathe the word fentanyl. You put him physically at the border, and then he, he can no longer deny that he's doing everything possible about the border. You put his ass at the border physically, and then uh, the old fossil can't, he he has no plausible deniability. Then, you know, when his guys in Homeland Security and uh, uh, start saying, oh, the border's secure under oath, the border's secure. If he's actually physically been there, you know, he he has no plausible deniability about the severity of the problem. He can't go to the border. Kamala Harris can't go to the border because once they physically go to the border, they can't, you know, continue to claim that the border is secure or that they're doing everything. This is the line we hear mostly now. We're doing everything possible. Well, no, they're not. They created the situation. (laughs) They very obviously wanted the situation. The problem with your current press secretary, uh, again, is that she's she's reduced to a place where she just has to outright lie. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't mean Saki didn't lie. Of course, Saki lied. But there's a way of adding a layer of deception around a true thing. It's called context. Okay, Pierre is just outright freaking lying at this point. And if she doesn't want to explain the lie, she just doesn't. He's been there, he's been at the border, and since he took office, and then that was it, man. She didn't explain it, she didn't say anything more, she just went on and acted like it didn't happen. That's what's bizarre about her, or peculiar to her, that's, that's in a sense, different from Saki. Saki might run her mouth uh, for a good 30 or 40 seconds about the lie with some bullcrap, you know... Invented stuff that uh, what, what does Scott Robbins call it? McGurkin, you know, you're not really saying a lot, but you're not really saying anything. Whereas Pierre's like, that's not true. Okay, moving on. Or I'm not going to talk about that right now. Hunter Biden comes up, and what's her what's her general response? Um, we're not going to be discussing that right now. And then she just drops it. So, uh, apparently, uh, Joe's been to the border, even though he hasn't. Uh, 2105. Of course, I haven't gotten to the real important story of the day, and that's those damn horse-drawn carriages downtown that we got to do something about because, let me tell you something, that crap's keeping me awake at night. You know, we got to get those horses off the streets, man. And we're going to talk about that coming up next. Also, Fat Phobia and Rebel Wilson's coming up. Because <laughs> now, apparently, if you're fat and you lose weight, it's a bad thing. And you're a horrible human being. Also, and we mentioned this guy on uh, on Where in Rima. Uh, we'll talk about the voluntary extinction movement uh, that has uh, got more people attached to it than you're, you're, you probably are 
comfortable, uh, uh, you know, accepting. Also, Jack Riccardi will join us at 1030, 10.35, I think, something like that. Uh, talk about Rapping with Jack, which comes up on Tuesday. I'm going to be there. I want you to be there. If you need any information before we talk to Jack, go to the website, ktsa.com. Let's take a little break. We'll be right back. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I want to bring James and Don Morgan in on this one if, if Don Morgan's not, you know, doing that news thing. I, I, didn't hear, I didn't know about this story until I heard Don Morgan talking about it, reporting on it. Once again, our city council is hard at work improving this GD city. Council members. <laughs> okay, okay, move on. It's an English word. Good council <laughs> members, Jalen McKean Rodriguez and Phyllis Viagra of District 3. Uh, have submitted paperwork, uh, submitted paperwork, yes, get rid of those damn horse-drawn carriages downtown. I know this has been going on for a while. It's just stupid. But forgot the inhumane treatment of the animals and the negative environmental impact due to increased traffic congestion. You know why, you know why there's increased traffic <laughs> congestion downtown? Because you guys can't stop messing with crap. The horses are the least of our worries when you're trying to get your ass around downtown. It's not like the horses just randomly go where they want to. There's a route. I don't care. They smell. You mean Jalen doesn't like horses. Who burned you, Jalen? Jalen, who burned you, man? Was there some dude that you wanted to take you on a carriage ride and just you never got to do it? And Somehow inside your twisted little soul, you developed a hatred of the horse-drawn carriages. Can you hear the horses screaming, Jalen? Can you hear the horses screaming, Jalen? <laughs> what will stop the screaming of the horses? I don't like those horses. That man was going to take me on a ride. He never did. I swore that I ever get on the city council. I get rid of those damn horses. I get Pharaoh to carry my ass around. Ron, I need, I'll, I'll ride around on Ron's shoulders. I mean, that's the closest Jalen was going to get to be in Cinderella. <laughs> Don Morgan. Don's staying out of this one, man. He's laughing, though. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I had to be home by midnight, otherwise my gown would turn to burlap. And so they want to replace the horse-drawn carriages with uh, pedicabs, which are rickshaws. And... Uh... <laughs> So that'll be so much better. How romantic would that be, man? Some dude running his ass off downtown, all, all carting your yuppie ass in a, in a rickshaw somewhere. Sweat. Boy, nothing says San Antonio like a rickshaw instead of a horse, okay? I think they're talking about those bikes with an extra large back seat. Still, you got to look at Still, sweaty back. And... got to look at some dude's sweaty ass as he's peddling his, you know, peddling you around downtown. Right. It's a horse. It's a, it's a romantic thing, dude. Who burns you, Jalen? Who was it? Who didn't take you on a freaking horse ride and burn you to the point to where you want to get rid of the damn carriages? And who the hell cares anyway? You know what, dude? If the horses don't want to pull carriages, they should freaking evolve, okay? And by the way, they're they're nice, pretty. I would assume fairly light carriages. I've never ridden in one because. Nobody's ever taken me on a horse ride, a carriage ride either. My wife's never taken me on a horse-drawn carriage ride at Christmas time. She also sees those damn lights on the river walk. He's never taken my ass on a horse-drawn carriage ride like a proper wife. What did I do? Pharaoh, what did I do? Yeah. You know... They're not they're they're not chasing buffalo in other words all right you know and they're not it's I'm, I'm assuming it's a fairly easy life for the horses all right oh, another day of slow walking around San Antonio oh poor me all the oats I want the horses are fine dude 
you're the one with the problem. Again, Jalen. Who burned you, man? I don't know who this Viagra chick is, but who <laughs> burned you, man? Viagra. Oh, God. Who burned you, Jalen? Who didn't take you on that carriage ride? This has to be your, your thing. This is your thing, dude. This is what you're all about. Did you step in horse poop at some point and ruin some decent shoes? Is that what happened? I was downtown in my pumps. Now, I paid $70 from those Italians for these pumps. You know the ones with the bondage bears? I bought me some pumps. Cost my ass $70. And all of a sudden, I'm walking down, and all of a sudden, I'm, my left foot, left foot ain't moving. It's caught in the horse crap. Seventy damn dollars, and I got a butter knife trying to chip out the horse crap out of my seventy dollars, seventy dollar pumps. I got number from them Italians. I want them damn horses gone, Ron, and I want them gone now. Ain't that right, Jalen? Oh, I'm sorry, Pharaoh. Whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I want those stinking horses out of my GD city, too, you know. I ruined a pretty good pair of running shoes once. Seven and horse crap. Riding the wrongs. But you guys just you stay at work. And I use that term loosely. You guys, you just, you, you keep righting the wrongs, man. You People are getting shot left and right in town. We're being overrun by illegals. Right? Got all kinds of problems here in San Antonio, but man, you stay on those damn horse carriage thing, that horse carriage gate. Good Lord, what a worthless bunch of creeps. 210-499-5550. Are the horse-drawn carriages cruel? Do you want to see them banned? And replaced by yuppie rickshaws. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA. FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Um, You know, one of the things that we've been talking a lot about over the past uh, few weeks, uh, especially this past week, uh, is the the political stuff going on with the military. And I, I keep getting these calls from military folks who have either already left the military or they're getting ready to leave the military, and they say it's it's all this political stuff. It's all this woke crap. We spend most of our time, you know, with this woke training about gender issues. And I had a couple of guys call me up just yesterday. We have a new... Uh, Reagan Institute survey that's that's come out uh, that says 52% of respondents uh, have lost faith in our military because of an overly politis- because of overly politicized leadership. Uh, and so people are losing faith uh, in our military. Uh, to uh, to to do what they got to do, which is protect us, kill the bad guys, because there is, in a sense, within the military, a a woke rot that has taken over since Joe Biden got into office. And uh, it, it's it's really kind of depressing to to hear about, you know, because I, I said this yesterday that you know you, you're you're dealing with folks who are willing to sacrifice everything. Everything they have, everything they're ever going to have to to protect you and me. Uh and uh this is how they're being treated. They're 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 these are warriors. And they're being forced to sit through apparently much more than we expected all this sensitivity crap and woke crap. And what to say and what not to say, and I, I, you know, honestly, for the longest time, I, I knew that we all kind of knew that was going on, right? I just, until recently, I didn't realize to what extent it was going on. We had a guy from Louisiana, stationed in Louisiana, who said, uh, 
you spend most of your time doing this stuff. Not, not he, yeah, he said he'd been to the range once, I think, in a month or since he'd been in. And, uh, and, and yeah, but they were taking these classes daily. And it's mandatory. And if you're overheard, because, you know, look, look, my brother was a Navy man. He was a, you know, chief petty officer. He's a pretty salty dude. <laughs> he talks some smack, you know what I mean? You want to hear some smack talk, go to a chief petty officer bar in Virginia Beach and sit around with a bunch of retired chief petty officers. You'll hear some smack talk, man. But that's it's, it's bonding, right? That's a part of it. It's part of that relationship that you build, relationship of trust that you build. Uh, and I'm not military. I never have been. That's why I have so much respect for folks who, who signed that paper. And if they, if they are overheard saying something that they shouldn't be saying, this dude was telling me they just get cut. They just get sent home. Or they, they get reprimanded or something goes on their permanent record. They're military people, man. It's crazy. So, uh, again, uh, and Fox uh, has done their own surveys. I know Breitbart's done done a, a survey on this kind of thing as well. Uh, I got this from the Federal Times. Uh, it's called the Reagan. You can look it up, the Reagan National Defense Survey. And it's even affecting recruitment in that folks 18 to 29 uh, are less inclined now to even consider joining the military. Uh, and it's sad. It's, 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 it's heartbreaking. It, it really is. Because it's completely freaking unnecessary. And frankly embarrassing. Now, I, I'm... You know, and, and with this gender and trans stuff, you know, I, I, I've, as I tell you, almost on a daily basis, you know, I've, man, I have supported that community. And I'm not talking about the trans community because that, that's not that's not a community. But the gay and lesbian community, I have, I have supported my whole life because I have very good friends, some of whom are no longer alive on planet Earth, uh, who, who were some of my best friends. And uh, and and I I got some insight into into that community very very early on, but a lot of this gender and trans stuff is just turning me off, and you know what? It's turning a lot of people off. What place does it have in the military? What place? Or, or am I engaging in hate speech? I don't even know what hate speech is anymore. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So I'm I'm gonna start doing this from now on. I'm gonna start leaving this as kind of an open thing. If you're military currently serving or ex military, and you want to go on the air and talk about your experiences with this woke crap, you are always welcome to do that. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, let's go to Robert. Robert, how you doing? Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm a big-time listener, man. I love your show. Uh, I got two cents about this military. It may be maybe not going the direction you're talking, but uh, I'm disappointed in, in the military big time. And I won't say that about the actual uh, uh, military uh, uh, soldier or whatever you want to call them. I'm more up on the upper echelon because, to me, it goes back to an election where I would think these guys are here to take care of America. So if there was any cheating in the last election or last midterms in election, why weren't they tapping this stuff about uh, the, the the votes going to China and coming back? I mean, where were they? I mean, isn't there isn't it their job? You're you're asking why didn't the military intervene in in the in 2020 when Joe Biden was elected? Yes, yes, and I don't mean like stop the world, but I mean. Shouldn't they be observing if there's any type of uh, 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 I, tricky stuff? In, in that regards, it's something I guess they would have to be charged to do. It's it's not something that they're going to be. I don't know what the military, what you know. I, I suspect when it comes to elections and political things, they're really supposed to be not involved at all. Uh, oh, I, I know what you're saying. What you're saying is that the, because if the the election itself were cheated, then something illegal was happening that was a threat to the country, and they should have intervened. Exactly. But I, 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 you know that that's, and I appreciate the call. That's, I don't think. No, I don't agree that they military should have intervened in the election. I don't. 
we, we as citizens need to hold our elected leaders more responsible for, for fair elections, and, uh, and, and most people don't bother to vote in this country. What we're talking about now is something real and tangible that we know is going on. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. Let's go right to the phones. Got uh, We're talking about a Reagan Institute survey saying most people have lost confidence in the military because of over-politicization of the political stuff because of the leadership. Let's go to Chris. Chris, how you doing? How you doing? I was actually uh, calling about uh, a different topic that you guys spoke about this morning. I, I got other people that really want to talk about this right now, so can I can, can we get you to call back? Here's Ricky. Ricky, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. Sure. This is a perfect example. This is a West Texas trucker. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, sir. This is a perfect example of elections have consequences. Right. If you don't vote, this is why we have what we have. I don't know why anybody doesn't understand it. Mm. We, just, we, we had elected officials that did not stand up for they knew what happened. Right. Because they wanted it to happen. They didn't like what was going on. They didn't like Donald Trump. They didn't like what he did. They didn't like a president who was for the people. Right. They wanted some marshmallow like Jed Bush. Well, now they got and it's it's it, the, the the impact on the media is just heartbreaking. Here's uh, Chris. How you doing? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, yeah. In our military, it, it started. You know, I've been seventh ID flight infantry. I got out for. I was in there for six years. Mm. But back in the day when we had the LA riots, there's rules of engagement. And that's what has started way back when, that people are making choices for us that are on the front line telling us when and when we can't do. Hmm. And these other countries, I mean, they got kids running around with bombs on them, right. going into other people and blowing people up. We can't even do anything here. We have to stand back and watch people get shot and killed before we can even do anything because we got pencil pushers that have no clue what's going on in, in, in our world. Are you are you are you hearing from uh, military folks now that about this political stuff and all this yes. woke training? Yes, and I'm glad I got out back when I did mm. because these people now they, they they don't know how to fight. They don't know what to do. Mm. And you know when I go places and they go, well, "You military?" I was like, uh, "Yeah," but I'm, I like second guess myself because I'm always military. I always will be military. But this new military that we have. They're, they're vaginas. Right. I mean, I shouldn't say vaginas. That's, well, I, that's the wrong word. Well, what I'm, no, because I, 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 a lot of them, you know, it's not their choice. This is what they're they're being no, being forced because to these endure. People are, these people that are making the decisions have never fought the front line. Right. They're 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 trying to uh, baby our, our the people and say, hey, this is how we want y'all to go. This is the path we want you to lead. Right. Not right. the path for freedom and the and the colors that right. we fought for for our freedom we have people that we fought for that are abusing our power that people have died for and shed their blood for for the people now that want to wear a man bun and wear a purse and change their genders right that's what we have i agree hey, hey man thank it's you for your service change that thing i just thank you for your service let's try to get one more call in here here's larry larry how you doing oh i'm doing great Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Say uh, what these liberals, liberals tend to forget. They're going to force all these people out of the military. Something's going to happen. And guess what? They're going to have to go with conscription. I, I, I guess, you know, I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, we, we're, we've we emptied out, the president is emptying out our, our oil reserves, which is something that we need for national security. We have fewer people joining the military. We have a lot of professional military people who are getting out of the military because of this stuff, and, and it's not good. Our, the people, and I appreciate the call, our enemies ain't doing that, man. People that hate our steak and guts, they're not doing that with their militaries. <laughs> they're not having transgender sensitivity training in Russia or China or what have you. 
All right. Uh, also, uh, coming up next hour, well, we'll talk to Jack Riccardi at 1035 about Rapping with Jack, which is coming up Tuesday. Check out the website, ktsa.com, for all the information. We'll talk to Jack about that. It's a great event. It does a, does a lot of good for folks here in San Antonio at Christmas time. Uh, we got to talk about Christine McVie, who passed away yesterday at the age of 79. Uh, after an unknown illness, uh, which, as I, based upon everything I've read, was a fairly brief illness. And also, I'm seeing now that a, I, I, I'm not sure if, if I saw this, if it was a 10-month-old, I think I just saw that a 10-month-old has died of fentanyl after picking some up in a park in San Francisco. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back six minutes after 10 on Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. My dumb little show and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, the, uh, the weirdness over Elon Musk continues. Um, Elizabeth Warren, I think it's Elizabeth Warren is now saying that one human shouldn't decide on speech. He's in talks with the EU because the, the bloody EU wants to make sure that he's abiding by EU regulations on hate speech. And you know we we hear this uh, we hear this word quite a bit these days, right? Hate speech. What is it? What do you think hate speech is? I mean, people are are dropping like flies. Well, not uh, a lot of celebrity idiots are dropping like flies from Twitter because of the Elon Musk thing, and it's oh, it's the end of free speech on Twitter. There was never any free speech on Twitter. We're, we're, we're now having these these techie idiots from within Twitter coming out and saying, well, yeah, we kind of did bury the Hunter Biden thing. That yeah, was a mistake. My bad. You never had free speech on Twitter. Half the freaking accounts didn't even freaking exist. And damn Skippy, if you had certain kinds of opinions, your ass didn't make it on Twitter or you got kicked off. But now, who is it? Who's that has been we were talking about the other day? Moby? He says it's a cesspool of hate speech. And we hear this term so much these days from liberals, from progressives, that, and, and, and you, you, you know what's going on. I mean, you, you, you've already figured it out, right? That if you, if you merely disagree with a progressive or a Democrat or whatever, it's because you hate them. And I'm going to get into this story a little later on because it's interesting to me. But people now hate Rebel Wilson because she lost weight. Because she's not fat anymore. I don't know. That might have been fat phobic what I just said there. According to what I guess hate speech is, I, I'm pretty much guilty of it every single freaking day of my professional life. But what? what is, do you know what it is? Do, does do any of us know? It's kind of like like what's an assault weapon? You know what I mean? Like what what's an assault weapon? Well, I don't know. Some kind of gun that you know kills people. Nobody can really define it because it has no definition. Because the term assault weapon was crafted in a sense to pretty much uh, describe any gun you want to get rid of. It's the same thing with hate speech. Okay, if you want to demonize anybody who's merely disagreeing with you about something, I mean, this is what I think. Uh, then, then you 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 refer to them as being hateful, and their opinions are hate speech, and we need uh, to put a stop to hate speech. We got to stop all the hate online. So, if you're a, a, a liberal idiot, I'm sorry. If you're a Democrat. 
and you're listening and you know what hate speech is, could you call us up and give us a nice working definition just so that we know w- when it's coming around? You know what I mean? Just so we, we understand. I, I don't want to engage in hate speech. Holy crap. So if you would define it for me, then I'll know when not to do it or I'll know when I'm doing it. Because right now I have the faintest freaking idea. Right now, I have, the, I have the faintest idea what hate speech is. I mean, here's what I used to think hate speech was. When you say something like, I hate you, okay, that to me is hate speech, right? Is calling somebody a dumbass hate speech? Because I do that every day. Sometimes people call me a dumbass, but I don't want to bring my wife into this. I'm just wondering if you know what it is, maybe you can define it so that we can all properly avoid it. Because I, 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 again, my theory is, my hypothesis is that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> my, my hypothesis is that hate speech doesn't really mean anything. And it's just some label you attach to people that you merely disagree with. And and specifically when, uh, in your disagreement, you have no counter-argument. You have no argument for whatever it is that you want to do. Or, or whatever it is you think. And so, uh, or, or if, if, you, if there's somebody out there that maybe isn't really into your lifestyle or doesn't, or, you know, it doesn't approve of it, maybe it's a same-sex marriage thing, uh, whatever, and, and you think the, the the problem we have as a society, and I was riffing on this yesterday, is that it's all about me. This is really, truly the me generation, and we have social media, I think, to thank for that. And in the new meanness, okay, I should be able to do whatever I want to do and say whatever I want to say, not have to defend anything, not have to make an argument for anything, just want to claim it whether it's about myself or it's about politics or it's about the world and if you count, if you try to if you give me anything other than validation for who I am and what I think it's because you're filled with hate so certainly we should be able to define it right 2105995555 here's Ron Ron how you doing Hey Sean, doing okay. Just hanging in there and just trying to keep my chin up and my my faith up. And um, good, that's the way to go. That's it. Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we got. And, and hope, as our Bible calls hope. That, yep. That's a good hope. And uh, no, I can tell you exactly what hate speech is. Let me see here. I got right, right but pushed here. Hate speech um, um, is specifically and exactly what the left says it is. That's that's hate speech. Whatever they say it is. <laughs> when they that, that, when they point it out, that's what it is. That's what it is. That, yeah, it's not what it's not what it is for us. Right. We know different, but yeah, you know they they've got the big bullhorn, they've got the platform and all the lights. So right. Yeah. Same thing with assault weapons. You, know, you could turn a twenty-two long rifle into an assault weapon, you know. And it's it's give me a break. But Sean, we we love you. Thank. You. Keep the keep those flags flying. And um, God bless you, man. Thank, Merry I pre- Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Thank, thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the love, man. God. Probably thinks I hate him. I'm so filled with hatred. Did you hear me doing that Jalen imitation earlier? You know why? I'm just brimming with hate. I just freaking drip with just hot acid and bile of hatred, man. I'm so twisted up at hate. <laughs> I just say uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know when I'm actually engaging in hate speech or not. But I, but you know Elizabeth Warren and uh, Alyssa Milano. You know she infam- infamously now got rid of her Tesla for a Nazi VW because of fight her her eternal fight against hate speech. Right? Got to keep fighting the hate. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> trying to think if there's anybody I actually hate. I can't think of anybody that I really, really I hate myself on occasion. I, the guy in the mirror I'm not too fond of on occasion, but I, 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 I can't think of anybody that I actually hate. 
It's a pretty strong word. But not anymore. Uh, now it gets slung around quite a bit. Uh, where are we? Uh, here's one more. Jason, how you doing? Hey, good, Rima. Hey, great show. God bless you. Hey, I just I just heard the last guy on the show. He was kind of sounding like this. Dude, I'm not giving up. We own this thing. I'm not going to cave to these guys. At the end of the day, hate speech is what you heard the four years Trump was trying to run this country and do the right thing. Right. Um, now we have to monitor Twitter. They were fine for the last six years. Now, because somebody's on there that's trying to be neutral and give free speech, now the government's got to keep an eye on it. I we think. better look into that Elon Musk, right? You might be promoting yeah. hate speech. Yeah, how, how dare him let you speak, uh, you know, free speech. Right. Hey, Rima, I, I read something in the news today about the Department of Homeland Security. The biggest threat we have during these holidays are an internal threat, hate groups uh, that are against uh, certain LBGTQ, all that. Yeah, that's kind of ironic because I heard that uh, Mayorkas is moving air marshals from protecting oh, yeah. the skies down to the border right. quietly because he can't control this mess. Yeah, we, we talked about that yesterday. They, they're actually moving uh, air marshals uh, down to the border to basically do bureaucratic stuff and process all the hundreds of thousands of people who are coming over across the border. That uh, makes you feel a lot safer on the airplane. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, 18 minutes after 10. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, but it, it, we'll take a couple calls, and I gotta, I want to talk about fat people. Okay, let's go to uh, EJ. EJ, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Well, I want to point out something about hate speech. And the First Amendment, the, uh, there are only two kinds of speech that are protected by the First Amendment. Number one is direct incitement of violence. Number two is provable, uh, slanderous. Like libel. Yeah, right. Libel. Yeah. And they, so hate speech, you can hate all you want. It's, it's not illegal. You, the, the people that uh, they like to quote, well, you can't hire fire in a crowded building. Right, right. That's not true. You can holler, you can holler it all you want. You can't incite somebody to start a fire. Right. But if you can say fire. And well, and it's, yeah, and I, I and I appreciate the call. Yeah, it's not a constitutional thing, this, this, this hate speech thing. It's political. It's cultural. Here's an example I, I want to give you. Because look, it, 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 liberals will eat their own, you know, when it comes to this, to the, to this stuff. It, it, Rebel Wilson, I don't know if you know who she is. She's a British actress and comedian, very funny. I, I've only ever seen her in one thing, which was Bridesmaids, which is one of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen in my life. Well, Rebel Wilson, uh, you know, and and you could say fat now, apparently. All right. Rebel Wilson had a weight problem. She was very, very overweight. Kind of a known thing about her and her work. And uh, she, I don't know if you've seen her lately, but she looks fantastic. She wanted to have a baby. And her doctor said, and she'd been trying and it wasn't working. Her doctor said, well, you know, you, you, you need to, if you're a little, you know, healthier. Her exact quote from her doctor was, you'd do much better if you were healthier. And he, he was talking about her weight. Uh, and so she, this kind of opened her eyes. And she went on the health plan. She lost 80 pounds. And she looks fantastic. I didn't think she looked bad before, but she, she's, obviously it's a lot healthier to to not be that heavy and to carry that much weight around, I, I'm I'm dealing with the same thing right now, which I'll, I'll talk about here in a second. Well, she's got a clothing line. It's just a, it's, you know, it's just a, it's just a very small clothing line line of loungewear. Sweats, basically. There's Rebel Wilson sweats you can buy. All right. 
And I love sweat. I, I love loungewear, man. I live in loungewear. Well, because she didn't offer double and triple X sizes, she's now fat phobic. She's a former fat person that hates fat people. And, and she's being criticized for it. Because she didn't offer triple and double XXL size, you know, sweatpants for her silly little celebrity uh, clothing line. They all got a freaking clothing line now. And she's getting all kinds of, you know, negative stuff on Twitter. The people who hate hate speech are, they seem to be the ones who engage in hate speech on Twitter. So one person says, now wrap your mind around this nonsensical crap, okay? Huge epidemic of fat girls who lost weight, and now they buy into the same fat phobia that made them hate themselves when they were fat. So now they want to distance themselves from fatness because society still hates women who lose weight for ever having been fat. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six times the word fat was used in that, probably by a fat chick. <laughs> Did Kamala Harris write that? I mean, just I, I mean, repeat on, word, man. repeat word. Huge epidemic of fat girls who lose weight. Remember how it used to be, like, you know, if you got healthy, that was kind of like people were like, yeah, hey, good on you. You know what? It takes work. It, it takes sacrifice. It's not an easy thing. I, I, I'm starting to finally lose weight. I got to lose, like, 27, 28 pounds before February so I can get this damn hernia operation. Again, it's kind of that me thing where, you, you know, you don't crit, don't be critical of me in any way, shape, or form. If there's something wrong with you, don't tell me I'm unhealthy because I'm fat. You know, I, I'm beautiful just the way I am. Yeah, but you're gonna get diabetes or fall over dead from a massive heart attack. Okay, fat may be beautiful, but it'll also kill you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else. I'm, I'm just being as honest as I can with you, okay? I can't have an operation that I really, really need for a couple of more months because guess what? I'm too stinking fat. Because when I got out of the hospital, I, I just, you know, went back to eating whatever the hell I wanted to eat and doing whatever I wanted to do. And I didn't, I'm not as fat as I was before I went into the hospital, but I, I put a lot, of it back, a lot of it back on. I'm over 200 pounds. I can't have an operation for my hernia. My guts are trying to shove out of my body. I need an operation. I can't have it until I, I lose some weight because I'm too fat. Do you think I'm being fat phobic? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it gets ridiculous, man. So now people who lose weight are awful and filled with hate. They should be happy being fat, right? If, you, if, if you're on a diet right now, you are so filled with hate, okay? You're just so, you're filled with a lot of protein and fiber, but you're also filled with hate. How dare you lose weight? You, you just hate fat people, don't you? I mean, my God, you know, it's like an LSD trip. You just, you can't make this crap up, man. The chick wanted to have a kid. Doctor said it's not going to happen until you lose some weight. You're too fat. She lost weight. Guess what? She's got a kid. Uh, sometimes I think I must go mad. Too, maybe I'm already there. I don't know. Was that hate speech? I don't know. 2105. Am I phone phobic because I'm, I'm letting Brad sit here on hold forever and I'm not like talking to him? Very quickly, here, here's Brad. Brad, how are you? Hey, you know, people that talk about fat shaming and fat guilt, uh, I got two words for him: Cass Elliott. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, her daughter, her daughter, which I never knew Cass Elliott had sex with somebody to have a child, but her daughter, adult daughter, was just saying how Papa John Phillips and uh, Denny Darty and all these people were horrible about shaming her. And then even, you know, the little girl that was on Family Ties, Lisa Welchel, they would have her come and get on the scale on the movie set well, I, and call out her weight. And, and well, but Judy because Garland it used to be, well, I mean, people. it used to be 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not into insulting fat people because they're fat. But it used to right. be unhealthy. We largely consider we we had an ex president's uh, first a uh, first lady, and I appreciate the call who made it her mission in life to fight childhood what obesity. Why? Because it's freaking unhealthy. Would it be great if Cass Elliott was still around? Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It is that time of year. Uh, we got Rapping with Jack coming up on Tuesday, and he's one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Mr. Riccardi joins us right now. How are you, sir? Hey, right <laughs> back at you. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. I, I, I got to tell the story just briefly because the last time you, you actually had the event pre-COVID, yeah. uh, I was going to come out, and I ended up not feeling well for some reason, and I didn't go. And I've always felt bad because then COVID kicked in, and we went through a couple of years where the, you didn't have the actual wrapping event. So I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to Tuesday night. Fault. It was all my was fault. fault. I brought it to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but g- give the folks the basics right here at the beginning of, of, of what this amazing event is, is all about. Yeah, well, there's really two parts to it. Uh, so for the last several weeks, we've been asking people to donate gifts or donate money. Right. Uh, you can get all the details at KTSA.com. The, the gifts are for the families that Family Service Association works with throughout the year. And these are all San Antonio families, all people in real need. And our goal is to make sure that each man, woman, and child, uh, you know, Sean, has a has a gift to unwrap on Christmas Day. I call it the difference between something and nothing. You know, it's a, it's a huge thing. Uh, most of these families would not have anything otherwise. A lot of these kids have been told Santa Claus isn't coming this year. Mm. Um, and so that's what we've been working on. And then Tuesday night, we're asking people to come out and help us wrap those gifts. And, and of course, you can bring gifts at that time, too. But we're going to wrap what we have and, and get it ready to go out to these families. And that'll be at Blue Bonnet Palace, very famous locale. This is our first year there, uh, which is up on I-35 in Selma. And, uh, it, you know, it, 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 it's just such a wonderful way to kick off the season. you got Ken Slavin comes out and, and, uh, and, and, and does great Christmas music. Uh, a lot of folks from in town uh, are, are, you know, end up coming by and helping out. And uh, it, 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 at the end of the day, Christmas really isn't about getting stuff. It's about giving. And uh, oh, yeah. this is an amazing yeah. event in that regard. Well, you know, I always think of this, too. This is like the anti-office Christmas party. You know, like your, <laughs> like your office Christmas party is so schmarmy and, and, and you know, people go because they have to. Right. This is like everybody there wanted to be there. People are having a good time. They bring their kids. They bring their coworkers. Church groups come, school groups, uh, all different kinds of organizations. And, um, and a lot of people will say, and I'm not – I'm, I'm, I'm humbled by this, but a lot of people will say it feels like the beginning of the Christmas season for them because mm-hmm. it comes so early in December. Uh, so our, our, our challenge really is that most people are only starting to think about or beginning to think about Christmas, you know, maybe right about now. And, and of course, we need the, the donations. We need the gifts. Uh, we don't have till December 25th. We basically have until Friday to get these things mm-hmm. in hand and then get them wrapped this coming Tuesday night. So we're, at, we're asking people to join both parts of it. If you could donate now or do some shopping uh, and, and drop it off with our sponsors, all of which are listed at KTSA.com. And then if you could come join us on Tuesday night between 6 and 8. And, and you can actually donate directly on, on KTSA.com if you wish to as yeah, well. Yeah, you can. It's, there's three ways you can do it. You can actually give money off your debit or credit card. You can buy things from an Amazon wish list that Family Service Association has made, which all ships directly to them. So you can pick the stuff up, uh, pick the stuff out, and not have to handle it. Or you can go shopping and and physically drop the things off. Is there a you know, how many years is this now for you in this? I I believe we figured out this is the twenty fourth year. We've Good been doing Lord. it since ninety nine. So, um, <laughs> it, it, and and it's it's gotten bigger every year except obviously the last two years it was different Mm. Uh, but even in the last two years i have to tell you people still came through with the donations we just weren't able to to uh wrap you know get together to wrap them so basically we've been able to meet the needs of these families and i'm hoping we can do it this year there's more of them as you can imagine 
And it's a harder thing to ask people to do because now we're all having to stretch our dollars over more things. And uh, a lot of people I know are thinking about not buying as many gifts this year, not shopping as much. We just had a Thanksgiving that you saw the survey. One out of four people said they weren't even going to have the dinner. Um, I know it's asking a lot, but it's the difference between somebody not having anything and, and having one thing that makes them feel like they, you know, they were remembered. Right. Is there a, it's why I have it still have you on the air. Is there, is there a, after all these years, is there a story from, from someone that you heard that somebody came to you afterwards one year and told you uh, what this impact had on their life uh, that, that, that has stuck with you all, throughout all this time? I think for me, the most, probably the most memorable stories, and there's been a few of them, were people that came to our wrapping events and said, at one time, I was receiving this gift and now I'm here to give one yeah. because the way family and you know I mean you're very familiar with them the way family service association works it's getting people back on their feet it's getting them to work again healthy again putting families back together again so often there will be people that at one time needed the help and now they're able to give the help and that's a beautiful thing that is well Jack thank you for everything you do with this every year and uh looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday night and Absolutely. I, I promise Thank you I will support. Well, I promise I won't wear the Crocs. I'll actually wear like some some <laughs> solid <laughs> shoes. Wow! Really? I'll actually You're wear going the, all out. I, I will. I'll wear the boots, man. I promise. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm waiting to see that. I'm looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> looking forward to seeing you too, Jack. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Sean. All right, Jack Riccardi. He'll be back on a little later on at 4 p.m. Wrapping with Jack again. Uh, you can don't you can drop off gifts at any of our sponsors. They're all listed on the website ktsa.com. You can direct uh, uh, donate directly financially uh, through the website ktsa.com, or show up at the uh, and show up at the Blue Bonnet Palace uh, coming up uh, this Tuesday night. James, I think you and I are going to be uh, hooking up for this. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first one. It's it really does get you into the spirit. And and Ken Slavin and his his band are just amazing. So uh, that's that t- this Tuesday night. All the information there is at the website, ktsa.com. Let's go ahead and take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, it's Jack Riccardi. The Rapper with Jack finale is Tuesday night at Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma starting at 6. Visit ktsa.com for the details, and I will see you there. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I uh, lost Christine McVie yesterday. I'll bring James and, and Don in on this one. Uh, another big Fleetwood Mac fans. Um, she was 79. Uh, very private affair. She she had some kind of brief illness. We don't know what it is. Uh, and and passed away uh, yesterday. And another one of those iconic figures that when you're our age group, and I mean Gen X, there's never you, you don't there's there's never been a time when there wasn't you know a Fleetwood Mac and uh, I mean I was I remember when little what the hell was that did we win something did I, I know. am I engaging in hate speech is that the hate speech alarm that's probably what it is <laughs> um, it's the Rima alarm is that what it is yeah. I, I mean I remember when Little Lies came out and it was such a great song and she really was responsible for most of the big hits. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that until in her death, and then it, y'all brought it to my attention. I was like, wow, she's got some money, too. That's some- <laughs> and, and, and she was really kind of the most understated of them all. You know, I mean, Lindsey Buckham, Buckingham's a weirdo. He's one of the most underrated guitar players on planet Earth, but he's a weirdo. Stevie Nicks is otherworldly. What in the hell? Is that the Jalen alarm? No, man, you just called somebody a weirdo. Oh, is that, it, speech, it must be a hate, hate speech, speech alarm. Hate speech. He's a good weirdo, okay? Uh, Even though he fired his ass on the last tour <laughs> for some a, bizarre reason. A weirdo in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, Mick Fleetwood's big and weird, you know? And uh, so her, she was kind of the, you know, she just goes out there and sings. She does, she's not moving around on stage a whole lot. But God, what great songs. Yeah, they were all, everything, all of her big hits were amazing don't you kind of feel like she always was kind of the anchor of that whole band or the the, the one that kind of held it all together the, the sanest sense. one the sane one uh, yeah i i would say probably the best voice out of all of them oh definitely hands and, down and, and probably the better songwriter out of all of them what in the 
hell is going hey, on? Hey, I was saying man? nice things. No, man. there was no hate. There was no hate speech. What is that? God man? bless. Man. What is we're, happening? We're trying here, to have man. a sentimental moment here. Remember? I know. I'm trying to be all sensitive and crap, and there's some freaking alarm that keeps going off in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah sorry about the passing of Chrissy McVee. <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> the moment's got to ruin. You know what I mean? There it is again. Hey, it's our announcement alarm. I have an announcement. Uh, this bulletin, is bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. Uh, this is kind of cool. My buddy uh, Wayne Hansen, uh, songwriter and former pastor. He's got a well. He's an active pastor in Colorado, but he, he'd come out here and he's got a new record out and does some great music. And while he was out here, I had just kind of riffed off a a. a bunch of lyrics for a song for my wife Syria and just yesterday well over the weekend he told me he put it to music uh and it's really really cool it's it, cool it's called serious song it makes me cry and if you want to go if you want to check it out it's on my Facebook page uh and you can take a listen to it, it turned out pretty good he, he he you know he had to, he did the orchestration and all that stuff which because I, I have no musical ability whatsoever Christine McVie, I ain't. Sorry, I was waiting for the alarm to go off again. Uh, so, yeah, that's on my Facebook. I was going to try to put it on the KTSA page. I couldn't make it work because I'm an idiot. But it's it's on the uh, it's on my Facebook page. Hey, maybe you're a songwriter. This is my second one. Well, I contributed one to a Kinky Friedman song years ago. Uh, so this is the first time where I did most of the lyrics, which is kind of cool. Plus, got me some brownie points with the wife. <laughs> extra shrimp on your plate huh? extra shrimp on my plate man he needs all the help he can get though. yeah damn right <laughs> so if you want to check that out that's on the page anyway uh uh christine mcvee uh, we're just at that stage unfortunately and, and now james you remember the club you, you turned 50 a few days ago where unfortunately a lot of the iconic figures whether in music or film or what have you that we grew up with you know we're losing. They're they're just at that age, right? And uh, and certainly she's one of those uh, who was just uh, she was. When was she not there? You know, when was there not a Christine McVie? Right. You know, when, when they first became a huge band, hers was the voice you heard. That's uh, right. Those first couple of early hits. That's right. Uh, back in '75. You know, over my head, say you love me. Those are from that first album that Fleetwood Mac did with uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, and those were hers. That's right. Yeah. I think actually, uh, and Trey had brought this up. I think one of the best concerts I've ever seen. I didn't attend, obviously, was the the dance. Oh, the MTV that they did uh, at MTV, yeah. uh, where they hadn't really you hadn't really heard about them for a while. Yeah, they split up, and they just did an amazing concert. Mm. And she was amazing. Uh, and uh, actually, that's the concert where Stevie. Almost looked like she was chewing on Lindsay's soul uh, while she sang Silver Spring. Yeah, you're no Taylor Swift. I mean, Taylor Swift, you're no Stevie Nicks. I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> My voice is going to freaking haunt you. And then the dude got fired when they tried to. That's what Neil Finn in from Crowded House, who was actually one of my favorites. Yeah, he and uh, Mike Campbell from The Heartbreakers. Oh, that's right. They brought him in as well. I love uh, Crowded House. Uh, Neil Finn uh, subbed for Lindsay when they, for whatever, we still don't know, right? Why they canned his ass or why they kicked him off the tour? Because that's what happened. He was asked to leave the tour. Yeah. You have to do something really bad to get kicked off a tour. I I would yeah I don't I'm not a music guy but I, I'll trust you I would I would assume that's true. Yeah, especially a dysfunctional band like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What you got to do to get kicked I mean, out of Fleetwood Mac, man? I don't mean in any offense because you know the music's always been great, but behind the scenes, right? I mean, what a nightmare. I was mean, he was he not doing enough coke? You know, I mean, what was it? <laughs> yeah, he was doing all the coke, not left enough. How, for do, you, how else. do you get fired from Motley Crue? Yeah, I mean. right, well, right. That's what I'm saying. And they brought in uh, Neil Finn, and I'm a huge Neil Finn fan. But it's just not the same. It's not the same without you know, without the, the original lineup. But, uh, yeah, very sad about her passing. If you want to hear some great stuff, go back and uh, listen to those first those few albums they did right before Buckingham and Nick's joined. I, I will. I haven't heard Bear any of those. Trees, a lot of those. And Mystery to Me, and all right. the great stuff that she did on those albums. You know, i got to ask a question, though, here. I uh, the, There was an alarm we just heard going off for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
and Greg Shelton, our intrepid engineer, came in here. Came in here and he shook my bag. <laughs> Not Winslow, your actual bag. Right? No, my actual headphone bag that I carry my lotion and my headphones in and my meditation balls. I do. I have meditation balls in that bag. Don't we all? See how you are? And he, he actually came in and shook it. So it, yeah. it w- did he think that that somehow had a connection well, to the alarm? Perhaps. Does he think I got to, heroin in there or he something? He needs to meditate as well. <laughs> he wants to use yours. Yeah, Greg's always wound up tight. Oh, he's just the happiest, most jovial. Hey, you want to have a good time? Go someone. try to give him a hug. <laughs> he loves it when people give him. It. Just wrap your arms around Greg. There you go. See? Ah, see? That's what happens. That's, that's the hug Greg Shelton alarm. Give him a big old man hug. I better get out of here. All right. Uh, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.